Today is 1st of December. December. Ooh. And officially is Christmas, Christmas time. Okay. For Maria Carey, Christmas start one month ago, but for us today, 1st of December. Mm -hmm. I know, I know some people have already set up their Christmas tree and they cannot wait to open their Christmas gift. But good news for the rest of people. <laughs> Today, you can start to open your Advent calendar and sing Christmas carols every time, whatever you want, whenever you want. In this experience award, me, Maite, and Emeni, we want to talk about different Christmas traditions around the world, but not the typical ones. No, 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 no. no, no. We want to share with you other ones. I want to start with different some traditions that we have in Spain. Mm -hmm. Hit me with uh, with very, I don't know, unique Yeah, traditions. this is, for example, in Catalonia and Aragon, many people put a cagatio under the Christmas tree. But what is cagatio? Okay, cagatio <laughs> literally means the popping log. <laughs> and this gives a lot of way in terms of understanding what this curious guest gets up to. So today it's much, we have a lot of popping things. Yes. In this program, <laughs> we have, in Spain, we have two traditions yes. related with poop. This is <laughs> okay. the first one. This is the first one. <laughs> <laughs> Practically speaking, the cagatio or tío de Nadal is a smallish wooden log covered in a blanket and usually given a warm, smiley face. Mm -hmm. Like you, like me. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Wearing a blanket. Mm. Because it's cold, it's Christmas, it's winter, but it's, it's cold. Wood. It's wood, he doesn't feel cold. Yes, but, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a tradition. Okay, okay. Okay, you can find... This cagatio for sale in Christmas markets across the two main provinces from which he originates, Catalonia and Aragon. Come Christmas time, the log is expected to poop presents for children and their parents. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> and what does cagatio do? The story has if that Cagatio arrives at the doorstep in early December, usually around the time of the Feast of the Immaculate Conception on 8th of December. Those he visits are expected to take him in and take care of him in the run up to Christmas Day. Children are told to feed Cagatio dry bread, orange peel or dried beans. Mm -hmm. And in the days just before Christmas, children are told to take extra care of Cagatio if they want him to bear gifts on Christmas Eve. So this Cagatio is like uh, Santa Claus. Mm, it's the wood. And if you hit the wood, you have your presents because he 
put their presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes, I searched about it and there is like a poem. Ah, yes, 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 but I don't know. If you don't give me present, I will. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, you have to to take care of him. And then he will gonna put for you a present. Exactly. <laughs> Another tradition relating to poop and it's also in Catalonia is the caganer. Caganer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> What is the caganer? Okay, in English could be the fake eating Catalan Christmas figurine. The first encounter with a caganer can be quite a curious experience if you don't know what to expect and you really have to see it to believe it. This little figurine has his pants pulled down <laughs> to his ankles and he bends over the produce his most noble of excretions. Yeah. See. <laughs> <laughs> the Gaganer comes in a number of shapes and sizes, although traditionally he wears a white shirt and a traditional Catalan hat known as a barretina. Barretina. Yes. Mm -hmm. The Gaganer is a regular feature of nativity essence in Catalonia, where he is believed to have started to appear around the early 18th century. Nativity scenes in Catalonia, known as pesebres, tend to represent pastoral scenes, reminiscent of the local countryside, with large country houses and depictions of rural life. It's among these everyday scenes that the caganer tends to appear, crouched behind a building or a tree in the corner of the nativity. Mm. And I have one in my pesebre. You have? Yes. You put the, the figurine in the pesebre, like in a corner or behind a... Because he's hiding. Yeah, he wants to poop. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> My last Spanish tradition that I want to share with you is not for Christmas Day, but for New Year's Eve. And is the traditional Madrid-San Silvestre-Vallecana road race. Okay, I heard about it, but I didn't understand how it works. What does that mean? Okay, Madrid-San Silvestre-Vallecana road race is held annually on the last day of the year, December 31st. Mm -hmm. The race, which is held since 1964, passed through the streets of Vallecas neighborhood. It's a neighborhood of Madrid. Uh -huh. Okay, it's a race, a normal race, but... The most important thing in the race is not to be the first. The most important thing is to have fun because anyone can participate. The only requirement is that you must be in costume. Mm -hmm. Funny costumes, Christmas costumes, whatever you want. Mm. It's race. I saw a picture, uh, choose, Roland and choose. Yes, 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 yes. You or can just bare feet or... Yeah, yeah, you can wear whatever you want. Oh, okay. It's a traditional and every 31st of December before the New Year's dinner, you can see many people running around Madrid wearing crazy costumes. And it's mm. funny. And okay, because I spend this festivity in my hometown, but a lot of people travel only to be part in this race because it's so funny and it's a big tradition in Madrid. Time to change the country. 
to Ireland. Yes. Okay, this one, I mean. <laughs> yes, in Ireland, there is a popular tradition known as the 12 pubs of Christmas. Okay, everybody knows Irish people love beer. And for that reason, over the past decade or so, the 12 pubs has become synonymous with the festive season. The 12 pubs of Christmas, or sometimes simply called 12 pubs, is the name of an annual drinking game where groups of friends gather together, doing silly Christmas garb yeah. and venture on roads around cities or towns in Ireland, stopping and drinking at 12 pubs along the way. Yes, okay, and I want to add about um, tradition. Almost a tradition at this stage, there are a series of rules, yeah. some standards and some just plain ridiculous, yeah. on how to conduct yourself when taking part in 12 pubs. Rules. The first rule is Christmas jumpers are essentials. Hmm. The more embarrassing, better. <laughs> Second rule, other Christmas-related paraphernalia is encouraged. Think Santa hats, uh, slates, bells, twinkling lights, tinsel, and so on. The third rule is one drink, usually a pint, mm -hmm. must be consumed in each pub or bar. And the last is one rule will be imposed per bar. And the groups need to decide these rules in advance. Mm. I think there's another rule, no? If you don't drink the pint... You have to do something. Yeah, it's like punishment or... Exactly. Yeah. If you broke the rule, you have like some punishment or... But can you imagine, you have to drink one pint per bar. Uh, yes. There are 12 pubs. Yes. And more or less one pint is more or yeah. less one liter. And you know, I remember some, some rules. For example, you couldn't um, say the first name of your friend. There are some like strange rules. Because they're going to be, like, drunk, so uh -huh. <laughs> I don't know how yeah, it's because, possible. Okay, I say one pint is more or less one liter. I think it's less. But can you imagine the first bars, okay, you are drinking maybe one liter of beers, but at the end, at least six liters of beer. You're going to dead. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But they are Irish people. So, they yeah. can do it. And now we're going to go to Asia and we speak about... Japan. So we can find another silly tradition in Japan. Yes, you are listening properly. In Japan, I know they don't celebrate Christmas, but on December 25th, every year, you will find millions of Japanese people sitting down to a hearty meal of KFC fried chicken with orders placed with the restaurant months in advance. Come on, in advance, can you imagine <laughs> yes. to eat KFC chicken fried? But all people in Japan doing that. It's all thanks to a very effective marketing campaign that began in the 70s. But why is KFC the traditional Christmas meal in Japan? So, we go back to the history. KFC has been the ultimate Japanese Christmas food since December 1974, just four years after the first KFC store arrived in Japan. So how did it all begin? Well, some say that the first KFC manager in Japan, Takashi Okawara, 
told a little white lie and marketed their fried chicken as a traditional American Christmas food to encourage sales. He was smart, though. Yeah, so smart. <laughs> yeah. So the official story from KFC Japan says that Okawara went to a Christmas party dressed as a Santa Claus, and when the kids love it, he was inspired to create the KFC Christmas specials. Another legend still says that Okawara overheard foreigners looking for Christmas dinner traditions in Japan. Okawara then came up with the brilliant idea of a party barrel with KFC chicken sold at a low, all-inclusive price. Whatever the true origin story, it's clear on one thing. KFC created a national phenomenon and one of the most popular Japanese Christmas food traditions. So today, around 3.6 million Japanese people took into a feast of the colonel's fried chicken specialties every Christmas. It's known by its catchy slogan known as Kontachi for Christmas or Kurisimasu Niwa Kentucky. Kentucky! Kentucky! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the Japanese won't speak English like Christmas. Kurisimasu yes, <laughs> Niwa Kentucky. Kentucky for Christmas. Kurisimasu Niwa Kentucky. Do you know that in some countries, spiders are decorations for the Christmas tree? Come on, it's not Halloween party. Well, we may think of spiders as a symbol specific of to Halloween, but the eight-legged creatures actually come into play as Christmas symbols. The history of spiders at Christmas time has been attributed to various countries, most often Ukraine and Germany. Mm. In one version of the story, a widowed mother is too poor to decorate her Christmas tree. So freely spiders spin elaborate webs on the evergreen. Mm-hmm. When the mother and her family wake on Christmas morning, they open the curtains and sunlight hits the webs, turning them silver and gold. And the family had good fortune from then on. Mm-hmm. Other iterations claim it was Santa Claus or Jesus himself who transformed the webs so that they wouldn't upset the mother. And now nowadays, People in Ukraine put ornaments, spider ornaments in their trees Mm -hmm. because for them it's a symbol of fortune Mm -hmm. and good luck. This tradition for me is funny. (laughs) Well, for single women like us, Maite. (laughs) Yes. In Czech Republic, single women perform a unique ritual on Christmas Eve. This ritual consists they stand outside their houses and throw one of their shoes over the shoulder. If the shoe lands with its front pointing towards the door, it's considered that she will get married next year. Oh my God, (laughs) this is so weird. But I have a question. You said that they throw one of their shoes over the shoulder. Yes, like they are... Like this? They are... uh, Exactly. Another like Czech Republic thing is like something ritual or something like traditional or whatever. It's about New Year's Eve. It's about the color 
of the underwear. Yes, in Spain we have this tradition. You as well? Yes. Mm, I never heard about it, but... Really? Yes. We wear red underwear. Ah, because the last love, love and romance. Yes, the last day of the year we have to start the new year wearing red underwear because if you don't wear red underwear, then mm -hmm. next year you don't have... A boyfriend. <laughs> no, no boyfriend. You will not have good luck. In general, not oh, only it's, a, uh, it's about good luck because this yes. one, uh, what I found is each uh, color has a meaning. What I found is uh, the dress needs to be on point, the accessory is perfect, and even your underwear can just be throw on and go. So, because if there's any part of you that believes in superstitions, the color you wear underneath all those sequins and stands actually matter. For example, we have yellow. Or underwear yellow means wealth and success. I know people, they use these colors, these meanings to put candles. If you light yellow candle, is for wealth ah. and success. All right. And these kind of things. Mm -hmm. So red means love and romance, but for you it's like a, a good general, in general. Yes, in general. Oh, for love, for oh, love. Yeah, but that's why it's like on um, Christmas Eve, the most famous color many people wear is the red yes but i think it's for santa claus well i don't know marketing it's like marketing maybe yes i have no idea me neither <laughs> um okay what about the white mean the peace harmony happiness the pink mean love and harmony green mean life nature and overall well-being and finally the blue means wealth and good health okay the perfect underwear is a rainbow because you have <laughs> It's color. But nowadays, rainbow means another thing. But if you want wealth yeah, no, and yes. success, you want love and romance, you want peace, harmony and happiness, love and harmony and natural life, overall, la la la. Rainbow. Rainbow. <laughs> rainbow is perfect. Yeah. I know in Peru, I think it's Peru, they wear yellow underwear. And in Argentina, they should wear pink underwear. Pink and red. But in Spain, everybody, men, women, kids. So if I go to Spain and I want yes, to buy yes, underwear, yes. I found yellow. Yes, and sometimes, <laughs> no, red. no, red, red. And sometimes maybe I don't have, I don't know, red underwear. And my mom, for example, she always buy red underwear just in case because she knows I never use red underwear. <laughs> <laughs> and she give me every year like, okay, I know you don't have put it. It's oh, a yeah. very tradition in Spain. Okay. If you are in Spain, you should wear red. Yes, 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 or yes. my time mom comes to <laughs> Well, I don't care. Just put it on. I don't care. All right. From this crazy colors underwear thing, we go back to Holland. Yes, because in so, Holland, yeah. they have a good tradition, actually. Every year before Christmas, one of Holland's biggest radio stations, Free FM, organized the Glass House. Three famous DJs are looked inside the Glass House for six days oh my God. and aren't allowed to eat at all. I don't like that. Huh? Why? Oh my God, they're going to be starving. And the Glass House is erected in a different city each year usually on the biggest square. 
Listeners can request their favorite songs by making a donation. This donation, they're going to whom? To the radio, to the uh, DJ? No, 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 for poor people. Do you think? Yes. But we have now radio. Can we have this crazy glass house? And yeah, we can, <laughs> we can do it in the Kosuter. We can, we can start. Dude, I don't know. <laughs> oh, we're gonna use our DJ Raymond and Gabor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this one is for me. I'm gonna say it because it's so strange. But thanks, Gul. Is in uh, Iceland. Mm-hmm. So in Iceland, I don't know how to pronounce this in uh, Norwegian. I think. Okay, it's like Jolas Venjar. Jolas Venjar, yes. So, more or less. More or less. So, I like most other countries that only have one Santa Claus. Yes. Iceland has 13. They are called Jolashveiner or Jolads or Christmas boys. So, Christmas elves are characters from Icelandic folklore who are today considered the Icelandic version of Santa Claus. Their number has varied over time, but they are Currently 13. They slip nasty rewards or surprises into the shoe kits put on window sills for the last 13 nights before Christmas Eve. Every evening, a Christmas elf visits children, leaving gifts or rotten potatoes depending on the weather they have behaved well or badly during the year. Mm-hmm. But And every elf has a role. Yeah. And every night, one of these elves visit you. Yeah. And they have to do some things, like mm-hmm. they're stealing spoons and lick it and eat it from it. Something like this. Yeah. And it's so strange, but it's like fantasy story. Yes, and you know, they have 13 gifts if you are a good guy. Wow. It's good. <laughs> okay. And what about Slovakia? Christmas in Slovakia is one of the many unique exhibitions of culture and traditions during the season. From practice to food, Slovakian age, all traditions are passed on throughout generations. Perhaps the most notable activity that defines Christmas in Slovakia is the act of throwing sticky Loxa pudding at the celly. Oh my God, imagine your home. It's full of... <laughs> Loxa, it's in the ceiling of the house. Yes. I mean, not only the loxa, actually, uh, the food as well. Really? So, so, so the house gonna have very good dinner. Uh huh. <laughs> yes, and after that, you have to clean deeply your home. Oh my God. However, if the loxa falls, prosperity might be beyond reach for the coming year. With the goal to get as much loxa on the ceiling as possible. Flinging the sticky pudding requires more than a powerful throw. It goes without saying that a good result depends on the consistency of the loxa pudding. Christmas in Slovakia means that households are doing their best to come up with the best recipe for the occasion or else follow loxa recipes mm-hmm. that have succeeded before. Wow. The person that had to throw the yeah. loxa is the oldest. Older, yes, the older person in the mm-hmm. family. Yes. 
And now we're going to the Krampus. 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 Not only in Austria, basically. Even here in Hungary, they have uh, the Krampus. Really? Yeah. It's like festival during the winter. I know this from the last year that here in Hungary, there are a festival. I don't know the name exactly. But during this festival, there are Krampus, people who are wearing like a devil costume, mm-hmm. something like that. And they have some ritual and they make fire and stuff like that. But oh. uh, it's interesting if we have a chance because last year we're in the COVID lockdown. Maybe this year, if we have a chance, Maite. Yes, I hope. We can go and see this uh, festival. But is it in, in a city, in a specific city or in every city? I don't know. I think maybe in the specific, but I'm not sure. All right. So the Krampus is a mythical anthropomorphic hornet creator frequently described as half goat, half demon and found in the number of European folklore, such as Austria, Bavaria, Croatia, Czech Republic, Hungary, Northern Italy and South Tyrol, Slovakia as well and Slovenia. This folklore gives the role at the Christmas time of punishing children who have behaved badly. He is frequently associated with the Saint Nicholas at the Homonymous feast, which reward children with gifts. Its origin remains poorly known, but certain anthropologists and folklorists attribute to it a per-Christian origin. Something is not really related to Christianity in general. Traditions, they aren't related with Christianity. Yes. Because, for example, in Latvia... Mm. People dress up in costume and put masks on their faces and go from house to house to asking for a treat in return for a blessing. It's kind of like Halloween, but the other way around, Christmas time. Yeah. And we have several things, like for example, in Italy, children don't care about Santa Claus, whatsoever. By the way, instead are looking forward to seeing Bafana, if you have heard about it. A friendly witch who brings toys and candies on the 5th of January. In Spain, the night of from 5th of January until 6th of January, we have the free kings. Free? Free kings. Magic kings. Free kings, Benchor Gaspar and Maltasar, give us presents. Mm. And we celebrate on 6th of January this day. Mm. Is it related to Christianity or just... Yes, it's really related with Christianity because in the Bible, they say free kings from different parts. They go to visit baby Jesus and they gave him different things. Ah, all right. I think I heard about it, but I forget. And what about Ethiopia? Well, in Arabic called Ethiopia. So in Ethiopia, Yeah, or Ethiopia, by the way, people also don't celebrate Christmas in December. Instead, it's on, on January 7th, like like I think Russia and Ukraine. Yes. Uh, Ethiopians wear all white that day and play a game called Ghana that is kind of like hockey with sticks and wooden balls. Mm, and in South Africa? If you want to brighten up your Christmas table, by the way, go to the South Africa. There, you will find the locals deep-frying caterpillars of the 
Emperor Moth, one of the coolest looking butterflies, sounds yummy, doesn't it? <laughs> mm, yes, for But sure. But we have another one in for Greenland sure. too. It's so strange. Listen to this. Listen, guys. Listen. The king of the Christmas table is, however, the dish of matak that you can eat in Greenland. Basically, it is wall skin with blubber inside. This sets this impossible to show. Another delicacy from Greenland that is also served during Christmas is called kivyak. Civic is the raw flesh of little ox. Those are some Arctic birds that have been suffered into seal skin. Oh my God. Left there for several months until having reached an advanced stage of decomposition. Mm. Well, it doesn't sound absolutely mouth-watering. Tasty! <laughs> I want to taste it. No. Okay, and do you know in Germany they pick pickles from a Christmas tree? According to some weird German tradition, you have to hide a pickle in the Christmas tree and the first one to discover where it is hidden receives an extra gift. So this is the reason why you put uh, pickles. You exactly. want an extra gift in Christmas. We will put a one pickle behind or under or whatever in the Christmas tree and you need to find this pickle and you have the extra gift. Exactly, but maybe you make a, a battle among your family because if everybody wants an extra gift, there is one pickle only in the tree. You need to find it. Oh, I'm so sorry, you just don't have this extra gift. So, we don't have more time. I hope, listeners, you enjoyed this. Very creepy, worried, good traditions. Well, not good, but... Well, there are like, good traditions. Uh, uh, funny, at least funny. A bit funny. And some also very yummy. Different <laughs> traditions. Like dishes. Different Christmas traditions around the world. Yeah. And you know, you can make new ones. And So this is a part one, guys. Keep your eyes on for the part two. Yes. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Mustard FM, also on Facebook. And if you want to send us messages or suggestions, you can do it. Of course. See you next week. Bye. Bye-bye.